Hello, and my name is Pete Rushmer, and I'm your host today of a Half Dozen Things podcast. A Half Dozen Things is a podcast for business owners just like you. Whether you're an underdog hungry for success or you're already smashing it but want to continue to level up, we are here each week for you to get insight and learning from the very best in the business. No fluff, no BS and no self-proclaimed gurus talking about how easy business or life is. Just real, raw and frank conversations. My curiosity and impatience in seeking success has encouraged me to create a Half Dozen Things podcast. I designed it to bring you simplicity and discovery back to the forefront of your lives. We are all such busy people, it's easy to overlook the simple things we could be doing to achieve wealth, success and happiness. On today's special episode, I'm joined by Jo Bevelacqua. Her book is being launched on October the 12th, no longer last on the list. Stands to be a fantastic book and hear more about it in this episode. Joe's an absolute superstar, and her original episode on a half dozen things is still the most downloaded episode that I've released. So please do stay tuned, enjoy, catch you soon. Let's get cracking. Right, cool, let's go. Uh, red lights rolling, Joe. Um, Good morning or afternoon if you're listening in the afternoon or even good evening if you're listening in the evening. I don't know why I started with a time of the day, but hello and welcome to today's episode of a Half Dozen Things podcast. I've been joined for a second time by Joe Bevelacqua, which is unheard of. It's the first time I've had someone rejoin, but I guess that's what happens when they're your number one downloaded podcast the first time around. So big up to you, Joe. Thank you. Um, Joe, for those that are listening for the first time, tell them a little bit about yourself. And obviously, this is a bit of a special episode um, because I'm really psyched that you've got a new book coming out and we just wanted to have a chat about that and obviously what people can expect from it. So, yeah, tell us a bit about yourself, Joe. Uh, thank you. Thanks for the little intro. I love that. Not that I'm competitive at all. Mm, when Peter said I was the number one download, I was like, yes, let's have some of that. Now we need to make this one even better than the last one. 100%. Uh, how can we shock people today? Um, so I'm Jo Bevelacqua, I am a multi-award winning um, entrepreneur, I have three businesses, we have a flooring business called Hallmark Carpets and Flooring, I have a hair and beauty salon with a on-site crush, and I have a coaching and mentoring business as well. And as of October the 12th, 2020, I am going to be a published author. So that is me in a nutshell. Best-selling author. That's what I reckon. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, going, we're going straight to Amazon, straight to the top. Straight to the top. That <laughs> always makes me think of the Drake song. Started for the awesome. Fun, now we're here. Before we talk a little bit about the book, I love, I love that you introduce yourself as an entrepreneur because so many people are scared of that word, and I know you're not, and that's awesome, and it says a lot about your mindset. So tell me a bit about what you think an entrepreneur is and... Why do you think some people get hung up on that word? Uh, So I think an entrepreneur is somebody who is adaptable, somebody that sees opportunity, um, somebody that can make decisions and maybe be quite adaptable. Um, There's a lot of business owners out there that 
own a business, but I wouldn't necessarily say as an entrepreneur, they're a business owner. Uh, whereas I think with an entrepreneur, you're a little bit more creative, maybe a little bit cuckoo, um, not quite right in the head, quite self-motivated. Yeah, I think you have to be a little bit crazy to be an entrepreneur. I think we touched on that last time, don't we? We, awesome. we yeah, all these things, don't we? Um, but yeah, I just think someone that's creative, somebody that can see opportunities, somebody that really wants to make a difference. I've not met one authentic entrepreneur that's in it just for them or just for the money. Like they actually really do want to make a difference with their energy or their knowledge or their product or their service. So yeah, 100%. I would say for me, that's what an entrepreneur is. 100%. Am I an entrepreneur? Yeah, I think you are definitely giving me a run for my money recently. Oh, is it? That sounds <laughs> competitive. Everywhere. So I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Pete's coming for my tail. That's fine. We're okay. We can work together. <laughs> I love that. I absolutely love that. It's definitely not a competition, Joe. I promise you. No, not at all. Yet. And, and, and that's a, that's a really good message actually to be fair for for people listening because it's not a competition there's like plenty of work out there for everyone there's plenty of business for everyone I'd much sooner work together than well what's the other option you know you, you're either indifferent to people or or you end up causing a feud and like that's the last thing I'd ever want to do with anyone really no, I think like when you're younger and you're maybe not so sure of yourself um, or if you are insecure, then you will see others as a threat or competition. But I think as you grow older and you become more confident in yourself, you are well aware of your ability. You're well aware of what you're not so good at either. Um, and you become very self-aware of yourself. Um, I think actually it's not about competition at all. Like I would much rather succeed and bring people with me on that same journey then it, it then I would be oh it's about it's all about me like whenever we've won awards whenever we've got accolades I'm, I always pay it back to my teams and the people that have helped me on the way and my support network my business buddies are now my best buddies to be fair um and that's because again we all take each other on this journey we're all holding each other's hands there is there is no competition. There might be someone that's having a bad day and someone's having a brilliant day, but there's no jealousy. There's just admiration and, and applause. Um, just the same way as if you have something great going on or something crap going on, you, you've got the right people around you and that's so, so powerful. So yeah, no, I definitely would say there's no competition. It's all about collabs. Like we've said a few times, like let's go out for a coffee, let's go catch up, we'll go for a walk, we'll have a chat. It's all about collaboration because... When you get to a certain level, and this isn't being big-headed or anything, very few people can understand what you're going through. 100%. Very few people can understand the level of responsibility that's on your shoulders. When you've got other people's mortgages and the fact that actually if your business doesn't work and you can't pay their wages, they can't feed their kids, that's a whole different level of responsibility. So... Yeah, I definitely think that we should all be collaborating as much as possible and, and we should all be sharing each other's audiences. We should all be bigging each other up because there's so much shit out there and there's so much crap stuff going on, especially this year. If this year doesn't realise, like make everybody realise that we need to be there as humans together and for each other, then I don't know what will. 
Yeah, no, 100%. And, you know, just you saying that made me reflect on a conversation I remember us having. You won't remember where I was parked up, but I remember it because it made me flash back. And I remember ringing you probably a couple of months ago, probably around the time we were looking to record the first podcast. And I'd had a really, really tough end of month. And um, I'd rung you. I was parked up in Market Deep in my pal's business called Shop Bowl. And um, I was chatting to you and I told you like what had happened and sort of where I was at with turnover and that I was just on my own. And it was just as I was bringing people into the business. And um, I remember you said, I remember you just getting it, if you see what I mean, you just getting it. And I know that I'd probably mentioned what I was, the position I was in to a couple of other people. They just hadn't understood. They just hadn't understood because they'd not been there. They'd not been dealing with that level of income to the business and didn't really understand what, what that was. So I think it's massively important massively important because that then becomes even more of a support network for you. Um, the more you grow, there's less people around you that really understand what's happening. Yeah. And it's, and sometimes we hold that in ourselves and we think that the people around you, family and friends are not supportive and they don't care. And it's probably not that. I mean, there might be some jealous people that don't get it or don't want to get it, but in actual fact, you can't understand something unless you've been through it. You can't understand how hard running a business is unless you run a business. Um, Mm. I've had CEOs of big companies that have then gone self-employed and they go, I know what it's like to run a company. And then they they run a company for themselves for six months and they're like, they feel like they're on fire. They're like, this this isn't how it was. I'm like, well, no, because you had about a thousand people working for you and doing different stuff. Like this is all about you now and and it's personal. Somebody doesn't want to buy from you. It feels personal. So yeah, it's just, yeah, it's difficult, isn't it? It's, it's not easy. And and I think sometimes I did a, a bit of a live on my group the other day and my hair was a mess. I looked a mess. I'm not wearing any makeup today. Keeping um, it real. And, Love it. <laughs> keeping it real. And um, I was just saying, I'm sat here on the sofa. There's nobody here. I should be really productive. But actually, I'm overwhelmed. Like, I've got so much going on. I feel really overwhelmed. And actually, I'm procrastinating. And that's why I'm here. And because everybody always says, oh, I can't believe you've done what you've done. How have you done it? You're so inspiring. Right? You always look like you're on the go. And that's what it can look like on social media, that I've got my shit together and I know exactly what I'm doing every single day. And I know the answers for everything. And I'm super clear and I've got this, this secret blueprint to life, which is making me succeed. And it's not, it's, I have those bad days as well. I have days where I don't see my kids. I have days where I might bite at my husband. I might have days where I just turn around to the point and say, do you know what? I don't have the fucking answers for you right now. <laughs> Give me a minute to digest what the government has just said. Like I heard what you heard. Give me a minute. So yeah. And I think again, that's probably why I wanted to write the book is that we think that everybody else is so much more successful or, or we look at them and say, why them and not us? Or that's why I wanted to write the book. Cause I think we can all look at other people and think that their lives are so much better than ours. And and we feel that we have to do everything and be everything and be everything to everybody else. And it, it's just not the case at all. Awesome. Okay. So what's the name of the book and what's it about? Well, first of all, before what's it about? Oh, there we go. No longer last on the list. And look at it, by the way, it's looking well good. Yeah. So this is actually an old front. So we've got the, um, so anyone that's watching our video can see, if you're listening on audio, I apologize. But um, the no longer last on the list on the front cover, look, broken now, uh, is um, it's silver at the moment, but it's actually a foil. 
So it just kind of it stands out a little bit more. I just wanted something a little bit different. And then we've got the list, the priority list on the front as well. So yeah, it's called No Longer Last on the List. Love that. Absolutely love that. What an awesome title as well. So first of all, before we start talking about the actual book itself, what was, you've told us a bit about what drove you to do it, but I'm, I'm assuming it's like, you maybe had a bit more time with the business closed down during lockdown. So you wanted to put that to good use. And, and that was a good opportunity for you to write the book. Yeah. So yeah, I think it was a bit of everything. It's a bit of, um, I went on a business retreat. I've always wanted to be an author. Like I was a proper book nerd when I was younger. I would always have a book in my hand. Um, I was always writing books and writing short stories. And um, yeah, I was a proper geek when I was younger. Um, not there's anything bad with that. Obviously embraced it, it's done me well. But yeah, I always wanted to be an author. And then you kind of become an adult and you think, oh, that's never going to happen because your life goes in certain ways. And then I picked up a book written by somebody else about four or five years ago. And it literally changed the direction of my whole life. And it just reminded me how powerful books were. And then I went on a business retreat with said person who wrote the book. Um, And I then declared last September that I was going to write a book. And I said, oh, I'll have it done by the new year. Um, I love that. You're so so like, right, I'm going to make that. You're just like me. Like, I'm doing that tomorrow. That's going to be done. I'm having that happen. Yeah. And sometimes (laughs) it does and sometimes it doesn't. But rather than taking three months, it's taken a year. Um, but it's the book that I wanted to write. Um, it took me a while to really establish how I wanted to communicate my message because I feel like as adults, as mums, as parents, as business owners, we feel like we're judged. Like everything we do, everything we say, every decision we make, we feel like we're judged. And I didn't want this book to be a contribution to that. I really wanted to write it. So it was a kick up the ass. But at the same time, it was nurturing and non-judgmental. So I really wanted to work well to or work hard on getting the tone and the messaging right. So that's probably what took me the longest amount of time. Um, but yeah, obviously the salon shut in March due to COVID. We were shut for nearly four months. Um, so it gave me ta- it gave me a bit of time, a bit of space. Even though the mentoring business went mental. It even highlighted even more why I wanted to write the book because even though we were going through this global pandemic, the women that I I was working with were even more under pressure than they were when the kids were at school and everything was normal. Um, The men that I worked with were obviously affected, but nowhere near the amount um, that the women were affected. And I think that just fueled fire to getting it done. So yeah, we don't touch on COVID a lot. There's probably like a couple of um, pages about it at the end and kind of why it filled the fire to get it done and get it out there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just feel like I felt like I needed to achieve something in COVID because with the salon being shut, I felt like I needed something. I needed something to say, right, during this time, I didn't sit and mope about the salon. I had something really positive to focus on. Yeah. And just take back a bit of that control because as business owners and entrepreneurs, we are typically control freaks. So yeah, I think it was a bit of a passion product um, that, yeah, just felt like I needed to get it done then. And, and just whilst we're talking about sort of keeping it real, I know, I know that it will challenge me when the time comes for me to do it. And 
sort of having a bit of a look in on on your socials and stuff like that it feels like it, it's it, it's probably come up with some unexpected challenges for you are you able to just sort of explain like how, how it's really tested you and how you've grown as you've written it are you writing a book freshman one day one day soon <laughs> the podcast so the, the the idea is the podcast will end up becoming the book so it's giving me I'm doing the interviews to then create the book around someone starting out on their journey and to support them through the journey based on research with people like yourself. I love that. Yeah. Right, we need a date then, don't we? Say again, sorry? We need a date to make sure oh. it's done by. Look at you jumping straight to accountability. I love it. <laughs> That's what I'm all about. Um, so, yeah, the challenges I had right in the book yeah, what, what yeah, you face, and, and then getting it ready for print as well. Yeah, I just, I think it's, uh, yeah, the challenge was, the biggest challenge was I didn't want it to come across as judgmental. Yeah. The challenge was trying to get everything that I wanted to say in one book, which is impossible. Um, a mutual friend, Nikki, yeah. um, who's been my best friend since we were 13 years old, since the first day I met her and I moved to schools and moved to Peterborough. We've been like thick as thieves. And she is like my constant. So I rang her the other day saying, I just don't feel like it's ready to go and I need to do this. And she was like, look, there's no way you're going to be able to say everything you want to say in one book. It's going to be like an encyclopedia. So just, this is book one. And then if you want to add something else then you can do a revised revision or you can do book two. And I was like, right, okay. So sometimes we just need that person just to give us a bit of a reality check. Um, so yeah, I think it was, the struggle was, I wanted to take people through a journey um and I wanted them to feel like I was holding their hand I didn't want them to feel judged but also it was about I think I'm a hilarious person like I think I'm 100%. really bloody funny 100 <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, like laughs at their own jokes before they send it on WhatsApp <laughs> um but I wanted to get that across like in the book as because we're talking I wouldn't say we're talking about a serious conversation but we're talking about like limiting beliefs we're talking about um having boundaries um we're talking about your relationships we're talking about your goals your dreams and how to achieve them so they are kind of meaty subjects so I didn't want to kind of um undervalue what we were talking about by being too humorous but then I didn't want it to be so serious that people were like wanting to slit their wrists after reading it either so like getting that balance in person is difficult let alone getting that balance in print and it's people that know me and have read it who said oh it's like having you sat next to me which is great but for the people that don't know me I wanted to make sure that they had the same experience and um, so yeah, I think that was more of a struggle writing it than anything else. And then the actual getting printing, I mean, Rosie from Book Printing UK has just been phenomenal. Like if anybody ever wants to write a book, um, Rosie and her team at Book Printing UK are the ones to go to. They have just been absolutely phenomenal with me. They've gone above and beyond um, as a typical entrepreneur that leaves everything to last minute. They've worked with some really tight deadlines. Um, they gave me some really good contacts for like proofreaders and uh, editors to make sure that it all flowed right and the layout was good and there was no grammar mistakes and things like that. So yeah, it, it has been, they made it less challenging, I think. And again, I think that just goes to show the power of your support network. 
um, and how important relationships are. Um, I met Rosie at, um, we, our kids go to school together. So it went from kind of knowing each other at school gates to really getting to know each other and being interested in each other, having a similarity of both running big businesses um, and really being each other's biggest cheerleader. She's now part of my mastermind um, and all sorts. And it's just about being there for each other and again, genuinely wanting each other to succeed. Not everyone in business has that. And I honestly don't know how they survive on their own, isolated, head down, like it's all about them. Um, I was like that maybe for the first three, four years of my business journey. It was bloody hard. It was bloody miserable. Like now I know if I'm going through anything or I need anything, there's somebody around me in my support network that can help me and vice versa. So yeah, they made the whole process a lot easier. Um, I invested in somebody that helped me with kind of Amazon keywords and categories and stuff like that. And again, I spent some time going through that myself to get the kind of base knowledge but actually it was about knowing that I didn't know everything about everything I don't know about Amazon categories I don't know about keywords I don't know about um algorithms and all of this stuff so I need to invest in somebody that does and can literally just tell me what I need to do so yeah I think in business I think the biggest learning is you're not good at everything so surround yourself with people that are good at what you're not good at basically and that, that happens in business that happens in life and it happens with the book as well sage advice sage advice for sure so the book's called no longer last on the list and what will readers get from it and and what what does that mean sort of no longer last on the list and i think i know because i look at maggie my wife and i think i know where she puts herself so yeah are you able to just give listeners a little bit of an insight into what that looks like for them yeah, absolutely. So we did a networking event a year ago and um, I literally gave everybody a piece of paper and pen and said to everybody, write, write a list of your priorities. And 17 out of the 24 that were in the room either put themselves last on the list or not on the list at all. So... Powerful. Yeah. And I just think, actually, it's that age old, you can't help everybody if your cup is empty... Um, if you're nearing burnout or exhausted and one day wake up and can't get out of the bed because you're just done for because you're looking after everybody else, what good are you then? Um, And I mean, I was talking to my mastermind, one of my mastermind groups the other day and we got talking about the book and stuff. And there's this big kind of, and some people speak about it and some people don't, but it's like as soon as you become a mother, it's not about you anymore. Yeah. It's about your kids, it's about the house, it's about their extracurricular activities, it's about your partner. Your self-care is a bath. Like when did normal hygiene routines become self-care? Like it, self-care is so much more than that. And it's, yeah, it's like as soon as you become a mother, everything that your child does is a reflection of you. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's just this, this massive pressure and your dreams and stuff are on hold or they don't matter anymore because actually it's not about you. You brought this life into the world and you are solely responsible for everything that this child does, sees, hears, thinks. And I just don't think that's fair. And I just Mm. think that actually it's okay to say no to your kids. It's okay to say no to your partner. It's okay to say no to your friends. It's okay to say, actually, that doesn't make me comfortable or I don't enjoy that. It's okay to work if you want to work. It's okay to be a stay-at-home mum if you want to be a stay-at-home mum. It's okay to work part-time. 
it's okay if you buy takeaways, it's okay if you want to cook everything fresh, like whatever you want to do is okay. Like that's right. It's not about aspiring to be anybody else that's on Instagram or Facebook or at the school gates. Like how you bring up your children and how you run your life is right for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just hope that that book gives people the permission to start thinking about actually what is it that makes them happy? What is it that makes them feel fulfilled? Um, and how do we do more of that? Mm-hmm. And let's recognize actually what brings us down, what doesn't make us very happy, what makes us anxious, what situations are we putting ourselves in to please everybody else that actually doesn't bode well with us and how can we do less of that? I think uh, I, th- I think it's fantastic and I think that um, it's really, really resonated with me because as as sort of the journeys come on, it becomes a lot more about not what you do, but what you don't do. And it's about how you stop doing stuff. And sometimes that can appear like selfish, but actually it's not. And I've heard you use a term called selfful. I love that. Love that a lot. So tell people a little bit more about what selfful means. Yeah. So I think when um, women or adults in general really start thinking about putting themselves first, they'll say, I know it's selfish, but I need to go and have a bath. Or I know it's selfish, but I need to go for a walk. I know it's selfish, but I've booked a spa day. Like it's not selfish. <laughs> selfish has such a negative attachment to it. It's you call somebody selfish doing something that you want to do. Like selfish is a negative term. You'll never use the word selfish in a positive sentence. Um, so yeah, I'm just trying to switch the mindset on that and maybe use the word self-full. So actually you're being self-full if you book a spa day or book a holiday to Greece and go with some girlfriends because you need some space because that's exactly what I did three weeks ago and I did not feel one iota of guilt, like not a second because I was exhausted. I just, I've not had any time off this year. I was supporting the community that I'd built people that were worried about their businesses failing, my teams making sure that my businesses survived COVID, writing this book, homeschooling, like that was just difficult in itself. Um, And I could have booked somewhere or I could have just said, right, I need a few days off. But being at home in your normal environment, you get sucked into the day-to-day. So I was supposed to be holding a retreat in Marrakesh for 17 women. And obviously Marrakesh had closed their borders so we couldn't go in. Um, And because a few of us had the dates booked off anyway, we said, right, let's just book somewhere. Um, And on the Thursday, we booked Greece. We went to Rhodes. And on the Saturday afternoon, we flew. So to me, that's been selfful. Like my kids are 11 and nine. They're quite self-sufficient, like Lottie's just come and made herself her own cereal. Uh, Lana can get herself dressed. Um, and their dad is great. We've, we've had a lot of conversations about boundaries and expectations and help and stuff around the house. We're a team, we, we do things equally. Um, so I knew that they were in safe hands. So I was able to then go and book four nights away with some friends and just relax. Like I took my laptop and I actually didn't get it out of the safe once. So I knew in myself that I needed that time just to stop and recoup. But there's not many other women that I know that do that. 
that would just say, do you know what, enough's enough, I just need a break for four nights. And, and I want more people to do that. And if it's not a break to Greece, it's a break to a spa, it's a weekend with their girlfriends, it might be a weekend with their partner. They might not have had date night or a date weekend with their partner since their kids were born. So, or it might be detaching themselves from relationships that make them feel like shit. It's like whatever that is to you that you need to be self-full, that's what I need you to do and, it, and it's not selfish so I just hope the book gives people permission that actually doing what is right for them is not a bad thing saying no is not a bad thing say putting yourself first is not a bad thing 100 100 no and I think I think that's it's such a paradigm shifter as well because so many people um think that often these activities are selfish but actually what you're if you're selfful, you're actually showing your kids how to be selfful as well and not put other people first and to put themselves first and realise that if they're not topped up, they can't help other people too. It's, it's, it's massively important. No, we think about how we raise our kids. So we want our kids to be honest. We want them to be confident. We want them to be self-assured. We want them to not surround themselves with people that mean to them. So if there's something going on at school, you'll always say, well, don't play with that person. Detach yourself away. But we don't do that as adults. We somehow think we've got this loyalty to keep this relationship going out of loyalty. When actually, sometimes it's at a detriment to yourself. 100%. That's not healthy. Like, loyalty is one of my biggest values. Like, anybody that knows me and works with me it will know that. But for years, I would keep myself in bad relationships because I didn't want to be disloyal when actually it was fundamental, fundamentally a detriment to my mindset or my mental health or my physical well-being. I used to sometimes see somebody's name pop up and just go, oh, and you know, you get that stomach churning, like, oh, you know what, this is this is going to be a long conversation and and stuff like that. So it's just being aware of who's around you, what you're doing, what it brings to your life. Is it good? Yes, let's do more of it. Is it not so good? Okay, how can we change that? And if we can't change it, how can we distance ourselves away from it? Awesome. Awesome. Absolutely. Amazing. Amazing stuff. No, that's absolutely awesome. Self-fullness. It's massively important from what I've picked up on. So with the book, um, obviously, with it being no longer last on the list, that's um, I'm just sort of checking is who's going to get the most benefit out of this book? Um, so I think probably because I am a female, I am a mum and I am surrounded by female mums um, and business owners. I think I've written it almost with them in mind. But I suppose if you can get past maybe the references to being a mum or being a business, uh, not even being a business owner, because there isn't that much in there about being a business owner, to be fair. Um, but I think the foundations are for everybody. So we talk about dreams and reality, limiting beliefs, like are you trapped, working out what you want, stop making excuses, relationships, finding your voice, controlling the controllables, all of those things I really believe are kind of universal for everybody. So I think if you can get past the references to females or mums, then really this book is for anybody that wants to make a change in or some sort of difference um, in their life. But primarily it's geared towards um, towards women because that's kind of who I work with most of the time. And that is who I'm surrounded by. That's who I empathise with. I can talk from experience. And it just made the whole 
process easier for me rather than trying to talk to everybody which is really difficult I had kind of a certain person in my mind and and that's the way that we went to but yeah it's I think everybody could get something out of it or that is what I hope anyway awesome awesome so you don't need to be a woman and you don't need to be a business owner you're going to get value from this book so Joe, um tell me a bit more about where people can find the book when it's available and also where people can find you yeah, so the book is available to purchase on Amazon as of the 12th of October and it's $14.99. Yeah, so we're doing bonuses. So I really wanted to reward people for not only purchasing the book for themselves, but actually almost paying it forward and buying the books and giving them to friends or family or colleagues or clients, anybody that needs to have a little bit of a nudge or a helping hand to putting themselves higher up on that priority list. And I think if we all sat here and thought about everybody that puts themselves last on the list and needs to put themselves first, we could probably think about it of about 100 people, couldn't we? Um, so yeah, I really wanted to reward people for purchasing, going through the journey, um, and also giving it back to other people as well um so yeah there's some bonuses so let's go through them really really quickly so we've got if you buy one book um then you get invited to a no longer last live which is a 90 minute masterclass where we go through the book and um we have a bit of a Q&A as well um so we any questions that you've got about the book or anything that you think I can help you with in those 90 minutes then we'll do that. Um, For people that buy 10 books, um, you'll be invited to a no longer last workshop. Um, So this is an all day workshop and the catchphrase or the the subtitle um, or the tagline or whatever you want to call it is be seen, be heard, be supported. So that's where we spend the whole day working on you, what's holding you back, um, limiting beliefs. I'm bringing in some of the people that are a part of my mastermind. So my delegates who I've helped on their business journey. Um, And we're going to be talking about mindfulness. We're going to be talking about organisation, timekeeping, limiting beliefs, um, maybe a bit about imposter syndrome. We're going to be talking about getting control of your money. We're going to be talking about resilience. It's just going to be a whole day of prioritising you, um, getting your shit together a little bit, putting yourself first, how to ask for help, building support networks. It's about you as the person. And then for those that are going to buy 20 copies, Um, You're going to be invited to the workshop and the live, but you're also going to get a next chapter mastermind day. Um, And that's where we really work on you and your business. Um, So it's about kind of putting yourself first, putting your business first, making sure that you are running the business that you want to. Um, We're going to break you into groups. We're going to have brainstorming and mastermind sessions. Um, We're going to work out what's holding you back. We're going to tune into what it is that, why are you holding yourself back? Because we as business, there's always something that's holding us back. So we want to crack that. Um, We want to talk about multiple streams of revenue. And I've got the people that I'm part of a mastermind group. So so we're called The Cartel. It's run by my mentor, Shah Wasmond. Um, and I'm going to be bringing these amazing successful women that are doing like six, seven figures a year. Um, and we're bringing them for that day. So they're going to be working with you guys as well, which is really, really exciting. So kind of money can't buy 
bonuses. Um, and then for anybody that wants to go all out and buy 50 copies, um, you're going to be invited to an intimate spa day with me and a couple of other women. We're going to have a day of relaxing, treatments, and then working on you or your business. Um, and that's going to be really, really intimate. Um, there's probably not going to be many of us at all. Um, which is going to be really lovely, but we get to work together in person as well. Um, and then we have a follow-up one-to-one after that as well. So anything that we go through on the day, we'll then follow that up um, within the next month as well, just to make sure that you're accountable um, and everything that we talked about get gets actioned um, and that I'm there holding your hand basically throughout. So yeah, loads of exciting bonuses. I've sent out the um, bonuses late last night and my phone has been going crazy ever since. Um, so yeah, I'm really excited to host these days and really make a difference. I wanted it to be a book where we go through this journey together and I'm not just talking to people, I'm talking with you and we're actually making some changes together. And I think these bonuses really cement that and actually you don't feel like you're on your own to face the world with these new changes that you need to make after you've read the book. We've got the, the No Longer Last on a List Live, we've got the workshop, we've got the mastermind day and we've got the spa day. So what you experience is, is down to you and how many books you purchase, but they're there, the bonuses are there to help you. So yeah, it's really exciting. Amazing, amazing, it's so exciting. My kids have been really loud in the background, so I muted myself, but we got there, so it's all good, all right? Um, this is so amazing. 12th of October, no longer last on the list. Search up Joe Bevelacqua on LinkedIn and Facebook. Yeah. Follow her Follow her work. She's awesome. She's got awesome communities as well. Whether you're a man or a woman, obviously, previously, yourself, we worked with loads of women, but I've got male friends who are getting loads of value out of your mastermind, so it's absolutely awesome. Yeah, I so, love that. Thank you. No worries at all. But guys, I hope you've enjoyed the episode. If you have, please do comment, share. It will reach more people. On the 12th of October, put it in your diaries now. No longer last on the list. Get on Amazon. Buy 20 copies. Give them to your mates for Christmas. Get on all the extra activities and bonuses that Joe's putting on. I'm sure they're going to be worth every penny of it. Thanks, Joe. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for listening, guys. Catch you all soon. I really hope you loved today's episode and if you did please make sure you subscribe and listen out for future episodes too please do share it across your social media channels we hope to reach more and help more people if you want to find out more about me my name's pete rushmer you'll find me across any social media channel and my business flagship partners and we're your partners in success across your business thank you see you again soon